Hello everyone, welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and this afternoon I'm joined by a former boxing champion and current uh, corporate partnerships uh, manager, director, manager of City Hospice. Uh, how, are you doing, uh, how are you doing today, Nicky? You okay? I'm doing fine, thank you. Working from home today, um, as is my wife. So it's a busy uh, old household with the kids at home from school as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's busy, but, but we're managing. Good, good, good. And, uh, you know, the first place I usually uh, start with these conversations is asking people about the lockdown and how it's been for them. So uh, how's it been for you? It's been fine. Um, we've been working from home now uh, since the very beginning of lockdown. We were off for a couple of weeks, then back into work on full time. Um, and we've been working mostly from home with meetings in work, etc., with lots of Zoom meetings, as is everybody else. Um, in the very beginning, it was uh, new to me because I've not worked from home before, um, but I've actually enjoyed it. I learned how to do it and be, become more uh, efficient at it with better systems at home. Um, it all takes time, but, but I'm starting to enjoy it now and becoming uh, much better at it, at it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, well, uh, for me, the lockdown wasn't too much of a change because I've been working from home for coming up to nine years now. So, uh, you know, the only thing that changed for me was instead of going real world networking, I do online networking now and actually I'm able to do more events because it's, it doesn't take as long. You have the travel and, that and everything. Well, I, I, th I think that's going to have a good and bad impact on business in the future. Um, businesses will save an absolute fortune. For example, my wife used to go all over the country with meetings in Manchester, London um, for the BBC. Uh, and um, now a lot of those I think will continue to be done over Zoom and over uh, online meetings uh, and that's the same for a lot of businesses so it'll save them a fortune but it may uh, put a lot of people out of work as well. Yes, yes, there may be uh, some, some, some ups and downs. I'm, I think the, the real world networking events are going to keep doing online events and there's going to be a mixture of both now. There'll be real world and online. That's definitely the networks that I belong to. And I think that'll be the mix with, with meetings. You know, there'll be a lot more Zoom meetings going on. But, you know, you still need to sometimes uh, meet people, look at the whites in their eyes, shake their hands when, when we can't shake their hands again and, you know, build that trust, which can only happen sometimes in that face-to-face -face meeting. Hello. It looks like uh, we've had Nicky freeze for a minute. Uh, let's see if he comes back. Hello, Nicky. Hello, Nicky. Are you there? Yes, uh, um, Nikki Piper works for City Hospice anyway, as we've uh, mentioned in the uh, in the introduction, and he's a former uh, boxing champion. Are you back, Nikki? How are you doing? You okay? I, I am back. Yes. Yes, uh, you froze. You did. So I give a little bit of a commentary, a bit of a background to you. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I still. Oh, looks like the uh, the internet's playing. I think it was you. That... Yeah. We just check the internet connection. Hold on. Yeah, it uh, seems to be freezing uh, regularly, so I don't know. Uh... Right, we're back, everyone. And Nicky's got his connection back. So, uh, so yeah. Um, 
Um, I don't know where we were when we finished, but not to worry. We'll go on to um, a bit of your background, really. Obviously, you work in uh, uh, the city hospice now, and you've been there for a long time. I know that. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about your background before we get on to your current position. Tell us a little bit about your boxing career. And for those that don't know your, your, your past, what, what have you done in the past? That's sort of thing. Well, I, um, I turned professional back in 1989, boxing. Um, and I won British and Commonwealth titles as, as a boxer, um, WBC international champion, WBO champion. Um, so I had a boxing career for nine years. Um, I started commentating with Sky Sports and Eurosport as well um, from the mid '90s. So when I when I retired from boxing in '97, I had a job to walk back into. I was also director of the British Boxing Board of Control. Um, so from '91 to about five years ago, I commentated with Sky Sports for 25 years, um, and that was a wonderful job, being asked to be, be taken to the best fights in the world in boxing, um, first-class travel, nice hotels, and being paid to be there talking on television about boxing. It was a wonderful job, but um, unfortunately, it finally came to an end. They brought in some new, the younger boxers, the Carl Frotches of this world. Um, and uh, but but I have been working over the last ten years anyway for Sky Sports that for for City Hospice. So um, it's a wonderful job. I started off running their events for them, and I still do a few events: the arts exhibition, golf days, more corporate events, the dinners. Um, but now my job is corporate partnerships manager. So my job is to liaise with all the businesses in Cardiff and South Wales to try and get support for the charity. Um, and work with them to, to see how much how they can raise money and, and uh, donate and support City Hospice. Yeah, before we move on to that, which I'll ask you how the charity's been in that during this uh, lockdown situation, but before we move on to that, obviously I'm a big uh, boxing, a big sports fan in general myself, so I can't, I can't let you brush over the boxing career so quickly before we move on to the hospice. I remember watching you, I'm pretty sure it was you, in... Um, in the ice rink, in the old Cardiff ice rink, you know, uh, one, of, one of your big fights. I remember watching that a long time ago, uh, you know, shows both of our ages. I, I say it, it might have been you because I, I, I watched um, Nick, uh, Robinson at the same time as well. Uh, Jason, um, Steve Robinson. Steve Robinson as Robbie well. Robbie Reagan. Yeah, Robbie Reagan. Oh, I, I get behind all the Welsh uh, sort of... Uh, sports stars, really, whatever sport they're in. Once people start getting prominent in Wales, I'm a very patriotic Welshman and I'll throw my weight behind them, like you know. So I, yeah. I always like uh, grow up watching, obviously, Joe Calzaghe more recently, you know, got a couple of signed gloves, but I remember watching you, I remember watching uh, Robinson. I think we didn't have a pick of that many Welsh boxers then, but then he went on to uh, Mac, 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 uh, Macronelli um, and uh, uh, the guy from at the Valley. A couple of them from up the, the valleys as well, more recently. Um, and Cleverly. Cleverly and uh, the guy from uh, Newbridge. Oh, um, Gavin, Gavin, Gavin Reese. Gavin Reese. Gavin Reese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, I, I keep an eye on all the Welsh. Lots of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wales, we, we, we do all right uh, in the boxing, the same as, uh, you know, the rugby and... Uh, Few other sports, a snooker. I've been behind Mark Williams for a while, like you know, always sported his career. Anyone, anyone who punches above their weight on a global basis, I think you know, Wales should get behind them. So, uh, you know, well done for that, yeah. well done for doing your bit. And, uh, um, on the actual boxing uh, common commentary, what was uh, what was the best fight or the biggest fight you was involved in, or from your point of view? I've done some really big ones from uh, Frank Bruno winning the World Heavyweight title at Wembley Outdoors. Um, 
all the Hatton fights, the Nazim fights, the Eubank fights. Uh, I've done all the big ones. Um, probably the best show I ever did, though, was uh, they flew me business class out to Atlantic City for a Don King promotion. Uh, eight fights on the bill, and every one of them was a world title fight, the only time it's ever been done. Top of the bill was Bernard Hopkins against William Joppy, and I'm being paid to be there. I got my own floor uh, suite on the 27th floor of the Bogata Hotel for a week, um, only working one day. And I'm being paid to be the touch in the ring. And behind me, commentating is Roberto Duran for the Panamanian TV. You've got Mike Tyson um, there, uh, Felix Trinidad, Oscar de la Hoya. And you mix them all after the show. It was just, you know, and I, and I was being paid to do that. You know, I mean, it's that oh, sort yeah. of thing. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm people pay to, to be in that situation. And you're being paid and you've got a suite and, and it's... Yeah, you buy me paying $2,000 for a ringside seat and they're like 10 yards behind me and I'm that close so you know it's wonderful yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely but uh, yeah good times good times and uh, and obviously boxing just we'll have one more boxing question before we do move on boxing is back in its heyday at the moment isn't it in, in Britain you know we had a bit of a barren spell for a few years and it seems to have come back uh, since the Olympics really the, the Olympics and the knock-on effect of the Olympics and you know, uh, Amir Khan, first of all, that, that Olympics, and then and then the, the loads of them from, from since. How have you enjoyed this sort of more recent time? Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, it is very much, it's all down to, I think, actually, down to lottery funding. The lottery came in the 90s, um, and then we started to pay our athletes, um, you know, on, on good wages, tax-free good wages to be a full-time athlete. So... Back in the 70s, 80s, it was almost unheard of for a British amateur boxer to win a European or Olympic or World Championship medal. Um, the greats we had, you know, the, the Calzaghi could, you know, didn't, we didn't win a European medal. Um, he lost to, to, to a Romanian, the last time he lost in 91. Um, Harold Graham, all, all, all the top amateurs, we had the Minters of these world, couldn't win Olympic golds. And then suddenly funding came in. Athletes are... Senior boxers were then um, not having to go to work. They didn't have to do a full day's work. They were training three times a day, six days a week in training camps, uh, being paid to be a full-time athlete. And then we started having success with um, uh, Odie Harrison, 2000, gold medal, heavyweight. Then we had uh, Amir Khan, silver medal in 2004. James DeGale won the gold in 2008. And then we had the Olympics in London in 2012. Yeah, and now... Britain is in the top two or three in the world of amateur boxing, and they're coming through these days to be professional fighters. So, yeah. you know, uh, it's not that our brilliant champions in the 70s and 80s couldn't do what they're doing today, it's just they were never given the chance. Now they are, and when they turn professional, they're, they're fully trained professional athletes straight from the beginning. But it's yeah. great success. We've got some brilliant boxers in Wales coming through, and, um, and it bodes well for the future. Yeah, have you, have you heard anything more about, um, they are talking about having this battle of Britain, aren't they, in the heavyweights, and, and potentially having it in Wales. Have you heard any more about that yourself? I've heard nothing about that at all. There's lots of talk, but um, wouldn't it be brilliant if it did happen in Wales, yeah. The, um, awesome. I'm, back, I'm back now on the Welsh Area Boxing Council, so if it does happen in Wales, I'll be involved with the promotion of it, the administration of it. So um, I'm back on the administration side in Wales. I, I left that alone for a few years with family and young and kids now i've got a bit more time and i'm back um as a a, a representative for the welsh area boxing council oh, that, does that mean then i can hit you up for a ticket if if, if, if it does happen in wales <laughs> no we only get tickets for ourselves unfortunately <laughs> 
Fair enough, fair enough, because they'll be like gold dust, won't they, if, uh, if that battle happens, you know, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, but uh, there we are, you know, never mind. Uh, I love the atmosphere on those big nights in, in Cardiff, like, you know, it goes awesome, don't it, the atmosphere and the crowds. Yeah, um, amazing. I remember the first big one we had, of course, was 1993, Lennox Lewis against uh, Frank Bruno. Outdoors at the old National Stadium um, with a ring canopy that just about covered the ring. It was raining, pouring all through the October day. Um, the canvas had to be changed an hour before the, uh, the fight. The rain, wind was blowing into the ring. And I sat there and this little guy with, a, with three bobble hats and a, and a tracksuit came and sat next to me with a plastic bag. Um, and I looked closely and it was uh, David Essex. He looked like an old guy that uh, just sat watching the boxing. So he was performing at the Paris of Penzance at the New Theatre. Yeah. And it was just celebrities around the ring. It was a great occasion. And now, then, since then, of course, we've had the Millennium Stadium with the roof and the boxing matches have been and will be in the future massive. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so moving on then to, uh, to, to to where you're at now in the city hospice, etc. Obviously, you do a lot of fundraising events. I've seen you, you know, out in loads and, you know, usually golfing or, or whatever, like, you know. But obviously, that's uh, the events have dried up a bit during the, the, the lockdown. How's the, uh, how's the charity and the, the, well, the hospice and the fundraising been affected during this lockdown? Yeah. Greatly, uh, like like all charities in the country, uh, our income is massively down. Um, we have had a few appeals, and we have been well supported by our, by our supporter base. Um, but we are looking; we're struggling this year to bring the income in. Um, we're starting to get some events together now, as the lockdown uh, restrictions ease a little bit. We're able to um, start introducing a few events. So. I was glad to hear about the, the golf change rules changing. We're now going to have a golf day in September and one in October, Cottrell Park and Whitchurch. Um, we've got an art exhibition, which we've run for the last 10 years, um, and that is uh, being held in November. Um, everything is match funded by the Hodge Foundation. So the Hodge Foundation have continued to support us. They're great, the Hodge Foundation. And um, everything we own in October, November and December is going to be match funded. Um, so that art auction will be online across the whole of the world as well. We've got um, Ben Rogers-Jones, the auctioneer from Rogers-Jones, the auctioneer is from Bargain Hunt fame. Um, so it's, we're looking to do it like yourself, and we've all, we're all adapting. We're starting to look at events online um, and different ways of fundraising, working from home. So it has affected us greatly. We, the charity, I must say, has over the years always been run very very well the trustees have taken a great care of the charity and therefore we do have uh, healthy reserves we're not in danger of going under um so the all the patients we care for and their families will, will will continue to be cared for we'll never turn anybody away but it has been a struggle yeah yeah fair enough um a mate of mine uh, jay from the opportunity foundation you you might know him i think you probably do from some interviews events and that um he, he runs a uh, uh, like a consultancy now helping charities and they, they managed to pivot to uh, I think creating a website and putting blocks on the web page with like their sponsors on so just doing some more online stuff really just trying to think creative ways of getting people I think if they if they raise the hundred pound each they get a square on the page so they you know, everyone raises a yeah. hundred pound and then they get their square on the page and it's just a, a fundraisers website like you know things like that yeah Good idea. I mean, it's, it's very important when we do a, a when we work with the corporate that we give them 
as much feedback and, and as much effort that they put into us. They, they spend a lot of time raising funds for us. Um, I hope their staff have a great bit of fun doing that. Um, but it's all about um, their corporate social responsibility, giving back to the community and, 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 and getting them rec recognition for the great work they do. And I think that's all to do with online fundraising now and online uh, visibility to, sh to show people what exactly these companies are doing for our charity. And that's what we, we try and do greatly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Maybe you could do a. I don't know if you have a like a. You probably have a corporate partners page on your website, etc. Yeah. But you could create. A, you know, you could create a, like a, a partners of a city hospice a website, and they have like a sponsored section on it, and do a lot of like uh, driving traffic from your social media to it. And all of a sudden, they get, you know, with a link to their website or whatever, it helps with their SEO. Because one of the things that um, helps with SEO is if you have links from charities. So, so actually, the value mm -hmm. of a link from your site to other people's business websites is, is quite high. Because you're yeah. the main authority, be, being a .org, being a, being a charity yes, site. Some good ideas there. We look into that. We, we do always have a cross link from their logo to our logo. So every company that is on our website as a supporter. Our support, our, our followers can click on their website straight away and go straight through to their website and we encourage them to do that because the support they're giving to us, um, we hopefully can give some support back to them. Yeah, exactly. As you, as you, as you, around, you know, the more the more they get benefit, the more they'll contribute and put effort in, isn't it? You know, because and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's, that's the way it should be. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, at the end of the day, they might only be able to give so much because they've got to um, build their business. But if you're helping them build their business, then they can give more because it's, uh, you know, it's helping yeah, them. It doesn't always have to be a financial uh, gift. It can be a gift of their time. Yeah. Um, you know, we have lots of companies give staff time to volunteer. They might come along and paint one of our shops or paint a fence in the garden or plant some, do some digging for us. There's lots of ways that we can get involved with companies. Um, it doesn't always have to be financial. No. You know, and, and a lot of companies think there's only three or four of us now in our office. We, we can't really do much with that. But there's to be surprised lots, lots of companies can do. Two or three hundred pounds a year is, is a great uh, benefit to, to us. Don't think that uh, we don't appreciate you because you're small. You know, it's, um, and a lot, a lot of things that these days are being done online because companies are small and that's the way they work. Yeah, but it's like with me, any anytime I see any charity content with any of my connections or just on social media, I'll always like it and reshare it, like, you know, because I've got lots of followers and, you know, I, I think you're, it's you're a great You're a great fundraiser, Mike. I mean, last July at the uh, the Panath Soapbox race with Lexus cars, I think you took two of our buckets and collected £300 on your own. You, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was rattling the bucket. Business. I was rattling the bucket. In fact, I'm, I'm always willing to do that because I come from a sales background. i got no shame. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have shame. I used to do door-to-door -door double glazing sales. I got no shame raising money. You know, but some people don't like to ask, like you know. Whereas I'm like, I was like, uh, get out your coins, get out your notes, get out, you know, come on, guys, deep, deep hands in the pocket, you know, shaking the bucket, making them, you know, making them feel guilty so they yeah. they, they contribute, like you know. I have to say, Dominic at Lexus um, was chuffed, and so were we, because uh, we couldn't believe how much you raised personally on that. So thank you to, for that, day. That was brilliant. Yeah, no worries. And like I say, if ever you've got any content or any events, tag me in, and I'll always share it. And if you want someone shaking a bucket, you know, on a weekend or whatever, always happy to help. 
and uh, yeah, you know, um, let, let people know. I, I think, have you got any events coming up where, because um, you're obviously corporate partners, you've got any events where you're sponsoring stuff? Because if you put a, a, um, a request out for um, prizes or whatever, then, you know, the people, you know, businesses always contribute uh, prizes for an auction. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, we, we will be having a, a Christmas raffle, of course. We've had a summer raffle. We will be having a Christmas raffle, and uh, prizes for that are great. We've received, uh, thankfully received. So uh, we will be looking at that. Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing we will be needed. Yeah, how do people get in touch with you if they want to donate a prize or they want to help in some other way? Yeah, lots of people do get involved. Uh, they, they, they can contact us via our website, or they can contact me, uh, nikki.piper.sydneyhospice.org.uk. Um, if they want to donate the prize, and we will, as you, as you say, we will rightly give them recognition for what they gifted for their gift, uh, and give them a bit of, of exposure too. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And um, so obviously, uh, you know, we, we've discussed the boxing and we've discussed the the uh, current work at the hospice, which I know you know you're passionate about. I see you, you know, lots of places about that as well. But what's what's the the, the bigger plans then? Is is that it for you? Is is that what you're going to concentrate on for the rest now? Or have you got other plans that you you know you, you'd like to sort of pivot towards in the future? No, I, I have to say I'm very very happy at City Hospice. Um, yeah. I've really loved working for them. It, it's it's a wonderful cause. It's a wonderful charity, uh, and it's a great feeling when you do a good job. And um, and I, I don't see myself looking anywhere else for anything else to do now. I'm 54, um, and I think I'm enjoying getting getting better at the job all the time with experience. You're still always learning, um, never stop learning. Uh, and, and, and I don't think I'll be going anywhere else. I've, I've got a few ambitions of my own little things like cycling and getting fit. I want to get really fit again. So I'm setting targets myself all the time. You know, I would cycle 50-odd miles over the Bulk Mountain down through Port Talbot and Port Gaul, um, getting further and further. So we've got a few charity events. We're cycling across Thailand next year. We're cycling with Carter Lauren, who are a big supporters of ours. They are doing the North to South Wales bicycle race in April, 227 miles from the north of Anglesey down to Cardiff in two days. So one of the days is 120 miles. I mean, it's gonna be really tough. So, you know, I don't, think, I don't bracken. Really... I don't bracken to the bay, which was 60 odd miles, I think. But uh, yeah, that was hard, hard work, and it was mostly downhill after you got over the big. Well, the big hill. I was gonna say that, that's quite quite nicely downhill that one. But um, yeah, yeah, you want to go up uphill over over Snowdonia? That's supposed to be tough. That bulk mine. That's quite a big hill as well. Yeah, it is really big. I hadn't done it before. My fr a friend of mine in the village took me up uh, over two weeks ago. We've just done the last two Sundays. Um, it's 40 miles the first day and then 53 miles last weekend. So it was, uh, I'm really enjoying it. My bike's broken at the moment. I sat on it going, I was going to cycle the work from my village in Colwinston to Whitchurch and my seat broke. And I, I looked down and the seat post snapped off. So I waited for a new seat post to come in the post. I'm Oh, fair enough. I've been doing quite a bit of cycling, but I'm only doing a, I'm, I'm actually on a challenge called 75 hard, hashtag 75 hard, which is okay. two 45 minutes exercises a day, one indoors, one outdoors. Um, you've got to be on a diet. You've got to um, drink a gallon of water a day. You've got to oh, gallon. Yeah, a gallon of water a day. Yeah. Eight yeah. yeah, eight pints. Yeah. It's hard work. Uh, you've got to, you've got to do, um, uh, no alcohol for the 75 days and you've got to read 10 pages from an educational book okay is it working 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, a, it's actually a mental toughness challenge. So, because there's lots of different things you've got to do, it's about, yeah. you know, you know, sometimes you hit that time of the day where you don't want to do it, but you've got to do it anyway. You know? Right. So, so, like, you know, at some point, like, I've had to do some exercise at 11 o'clock in the evening because, you know, I haven't, because sometimes if I'm doing in the day, I can't get one done in the day. So I'll do one in the evening. And then once you've done, you, you can't do the hour and a half together. You've got to do 45, then 45. You know, right. so sometimes you'll do that evening one and then you'll, um, you'll uh, have a sit down then and then you don't want to do another one then and then it'll get to like 11 o'clock at night and you're like, i got to do it now. And I, you know. Yeah, my, my target for my steps per day is 12,500. Sometimes I, I look at my watch at 11 o'clock and I've done 11,000, so I can't go for a walk around the village, you know, because I've got my fitness watch on and my vitality life plan to, to, to keep up with the platinum, platinum plan. So um, they're great incentives, though, that you need these things to keep you motivated. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, for me, the, the, I actually want to become a global speaker. So, uh, you know, I, I want to. I'm entering, I'm leaving the UK, where I'm quite well known in the UK now. I, I do, I've been doing quite a lot of networking for a while. I've started to network online more, which allows you to go global, if you like. Allows you to go global. Yeah. At some point, I want to start speaking. So I'm, I'm working on my mental toughness, because my mental toughness is good. But I'm going, you know, Premier League, if you like, or, or Champions League. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You've got you to go up layers. The more you want to, you know, compete with other people on a world basis, the more you got to get even. You got to work on your sharpness, haven't you? Work on your match. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do speaking myself for, for the boxing, of course. But um, after the speaking, but that's that's just talking about my career. I can't forget that. That's that's so that's yes. not as you know nerve wracking as talking about something that you've maybe learned that that week, you know, and you've got to remember it. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, well, I actually, I've, de I've developed um, courses called the ha Happiness Formula, which is basically like five things to follow on a daily basis to be the happiest you that you can be. And I've also come up with seven pillars of success called Streams. I, I call my uh, Happiness Formula Smart, the Smart Happiness Formula, because it's uh, sleep, meditation, ability to perform, random acts of kindness and targets. You do that on a daily basis, right. you'll be happy, you'll be happier you, yeah? And uh and, and so it's called the Smart Happiness Formula. And then I come up with a Stream Success Formula, which is uh, systems, technology, relationships, efficiency, action, marketing, and sales. And if you learn in those seven key pillars of success, you'll become more successful in life as well. And I'm going right. to speak on those subjects as well as produce online courses and write books and right. seminars. It's my life mission, like, you know, and I created all of that in lockdown. Brilliant. That's great news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking to launch it all in uh, the business show in London in uh, November. Okay. So, Have you got to pay to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, three grand to exhibit. Three grand to exhibit, but I got them to chuck in a speaker's gig with it, like, you know. Oh, okay, no, it's okay. So, yeah, it's not yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not cheap, but I thought, you know, if you want to become a global speaker, you've got to launch from London. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. do, it from Wales, you can't do it from London, like I'm new, like you know. Yeah, it's it's quite cheap if if you if, if you get some success from that. It um, the speaking fees can be quite good, can't they? Yeah, yeah the fees can be good. Also, because um, I'm selling the seminars and the coaching, you can get decent fees for that as well if you get into corporates. Right. Yeah, I got a corporate background. I used to be uh, a corporate sales director in a fast growth tech startup business, so. You know, right, I, should yeah. be able to, I should be able to crack the corporates because I come from corporate.
yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, and a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there do sales training, but my my seven steps of success include sales and marketing, but it also includes systems, technology, relationship building, efficiency, and action. So so it's like sales training plus all those other added benefits chucked in. Right. So I think you should be able to beat the sales training offering because they're only offering sales training. I'll watch this space. Yeah, yeah, watch it. So, uh, you know, if uh, if I get to where I'm going, you know, I, w- I want to be bigger than Grand Cardone is my mission. Do you know who Grand Cardone is? I do, yeah, I've seen him speak, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I met Grand yeah, Cardone. Yeah, you're aiming high. What's that? You're aiming high. Yeah, well, to me, it's no point doing anything unless you aim for the top spot. Right. So, okay. uh, don't like take I'm competitive, like, you know what I mean? I only aim for number one because what's the point of aiming? It's just if you don't set your sights in the right place, then you're never going to get anywhere, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah if you aim for number one, I'd be happy being as big as Grand Cardone is in America, in the UK. I'd be happy being that big. But I might as well aim for the globe, and then I know I'd definitely at least achieve the UK thing, wouldn't I? You would, that's right. Yeah, I'll watch this space. That's the reason why I do my podcasting and my YouTubing. And I'm, I, I, I gone from doing, I committed my podcast originally to do to be one episode a week, and then as soon as I started recording, I thought I got more to say than that, so I, I scrapped it to doing daily, and then I started doing three a day, and I'm up to trying trying to do ten a day at the moment. So I'm committing, like, oh. I'm committing and creating massive action. What have you got today? Um, I've, uh, I've done, this is my fifth one of the day so far. Wow. I usually do about three recorded simultaneous chats, but I do, uh, I do podcasts on my own as well, you know? Yeah. I do a morning motivation okay. every morning where I uh, just uh, talk about, you know, the plans for the day and just try and motivate and inspire. Um, and then I got yeah. features called like King of Marketing. I got a feature called Wolf of Wales. I got a feature called The Voice of Social Media. So I, I, I can record different content under different features all within the, the, the same podcast. Okay, nice. Brilliant. Yeah. And I'm going to be creating a, an entrepreneur's chat podcast um, where I take all of my uh, entrepreneur chats and put them into that one separately as well. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's about uh, yeah. efficiency, repurposing content, reusing it, remarketing it in different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that sort of okay, thing. I'm big well, into that. That's, that's, that's all. I'm quite a strategic thinker. So I find the yeah. reason why I do Zoom calls now is because I was doing podcasts and I thought, well, and then I decided actually I want to uh, start doing um, uh, YouTubes every day as well as podcasting every day. And then I thought, well, why don't you just do it on Zoom and put the audio in the podcast, the video in the, in the YouTube, and then you're saving yourself yeah. half, half an hour, 40 minutes. Plus I have a lot of networking chats with people. So I'm saving myself another half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Plus yeah. once you go onto YouTube and in your podcast, you can share it to your social media. So it feeds all your social media. So I come up with um, very slick, efficient processes to follow, which means it takes me like 45 minutes to fill all of my places I need to fill rather than two and a half hours. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that means then you can get lots more done because you're just doing everything efficiently. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still not super hot on on internet and uh, social media. No, social media, I'm just not great at it. I think there's a there's a 
an interest now. You know, you have to, you have to really want to know it in terms of understand it. Once you really want it, you understand it. Yeah, I think also there's a there's an age thing, right? Because you're slightly older than me. I think you 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 are you in your late forties? No, I'm fifty four. Oh, fifty four. There we are. We're still looking good. Still looking good. But um, <laughs> I'm forty two, right? And my brother's forty four, so he's only two years older than me. But my brother didn't do anything to do with computers in school, and I did. I had a computer studies grade A at GCSE. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Richard, I was on the cusp of when computers just come into school. Right. And if you're brought up around computers, you're much more natural with them. And then if you're not, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, had, we, had, we had computers in school too. We used to have a big phone you'd pick up and put on a big box. And it was like the internet was just starting out, sort of thing, you know. And um, yeah. it probably wasn't even the internet because it was 82. But um, you, know, you had to design the, the old tennis game and all that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the Atari. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's just it's just timing. But people who are people who grew grew up with they're using it all the time, like I did. I started using yeah. it from 11, 11 years on um, for for school work and that sort of thing. And people who, who who used it all of the time just find computers natural. And people who who didn't use computers until maybe they were adults rather than kids. Because yeah. when you're a kid, you you soak things up like a sponge, don't you? You know, you do, exactly. well, that's, 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 that's what they're saying about business now is in shops. A lot of the shops will suffer because during lockdown, a lot of the old people that never ever used the internet were forced to use it and forced to get to know it, to order their food and order their stuff yeah. online. But yeah. when they go to shops to open again and full, as they completely, those older people who would have gone shopping will now continue to shop online because they've learned how to do it. So that's going to be bad news for shops as well, they're saying. Yeah, well, that's it. It's probably retail was struggling anyway, and and this this has accelerated it up. Whereas before before um, the lockdown, you could survive without being online through the old yeah. methods of you know retail or field sales or whatever. But most people were switching to online because they seen that that not online was going to be the way forward. But now, if you're not online now, you know, forget about it. Like you're gonna be, you're gonna be you know, battling around with the scraps, like you know, because there's only a very small percentage of people now who haven't learned to do something online. My father being one That's of them. <laughs> my father's a complete luddite, like you know what I mean. He will not. He only he has one of those basic phones that phones and texts. And that's it. And yeah. I, I told him I'll set him up with online banking. He won't even use online banking, like you know. And uh, yeah, yeah. tradesman, like ex-tradesman, he's retired now. But there's there's a small percentage of people like that who will still be around for ten years. But after that yeah. ten years, then everyone will be yeah. online. Yeah, gone. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, so there we are. But uh, I'm, I'm sure you've got loads to be getting on with. So I won't keep you forever. Yeah. But uh, thanks much for uh, coming on to the podcast and uh, the YouTube channel. Thanks, Mike. I really enjoyed it. And I look forward to seeing you soon at uh, one of the, some of the networking events. Yes, I look forward to uh, when, when we have some real-world networking again. It'd be great to to, to, to yeah. actually meet people, but, but go for a drink with them as well, because part of this 75-day challenge is no alcohol. So uh, so I think that is just... mid-August, like, you know, so I can't wait to have a drink with someone. Yeah, okay, brilliant. There's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I will. And thanks very much for listening. There we are, done. I'll send you a link, okay? If you want to use it on anything, I'll send you a link to the podcast and the and the YouTube. Cheers, Mike. Nice one. Have a good day. Catch you. Bye.